Let's see if we can get through this episode without anything exploding. Welcome back to my seminary live. I'm your host, Brandon Knight. And, uh, you, you know, those work sites that have like so many days without an incident, I guess we have to reset the show's incident meter back to zero. The only other time we've ever really had an incident on the show was, I think it was March. It was the morning of our baby shower. Actually, I was trying to record an episode before the shower, and it was the first time ever that the audio file would not say it wouldn't process and failed. And I had to quickly re-record the entire episode again before we left. That was a stressful morning. But welcome back. This is another edition of Roots of Sabbath. And today we're going to talk a little bit more on the practical level. What does it look like to practice Sabbath day rest day or on a sabbath day what does it look like to actually do the work we've talked about sabbath rest all this month all this month we've done nothing but talk about sabbath rest but we've talked about it a little bit more from a intellectual perspective and a little bit more theoretical perspective I do want to say something real quick. I, this just did pop in my head. I do want to apologize for the sound quality of Saturday's episode. Again, since my power was out, I could not use my laptop, so I had to use the app. And apparently, I was a little too close to the uh, speaker on my phone because there's a lot of p- p- noises as I was talking. So I do apologize for the sound quality. Thankfully, You get something a little bit better to listen to today because I'm using a real microphone. That that episode was another reminder as to why I need to get an actual microphone for my phone. Buy a T-shirt. Next person who buys a T-shirt will basically be buying me a microphone for my phone because they're actually not that expensive. Anyway, so getting back into what we're talking about today, a more practical what to do on the Sabbath day. We've been talking very theoretical, talking about what is Sabbath rest, you know, the, the three components of that. We've talked a lot about our relationship to time. We've talked a lot about our identity, how taking a Sabbath rest uh, reorients us, reorients our identity, reorients our relationship to God. And we've also gotten into, you know, what happens when we don't take a Sabbath rest. And we've talked about what happened, why we should take one, even though we are not required by the law to do so anymore for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. We get to today and we get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, what what do I do then? Because I think a lot of people have this mentality that when it comes to Sabbath rest, the thing the thing that you do on the Sabbath is nothing. You 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 maybe you go to church, maybe you go to lunch afterwards. Maybe you take a nap. Maybe you have people over for dinner that evening. Uh, That is, if you observe Sabbath on Sunday, you would do things like go to church and whatnot. But what does it it look like to do Sabbath rest? Is that Sabbath rest, Brandon? And the answer is it can be. It can be. This idea that you're not supposed to do anything on the Sabbath 
goes a little bit more into a a Jewish thought, maybe a little bit more of a Pharisee, a Pharisee thought of how to practice the Sabbath. With this class, I would say you could boil down what you're supposed to do on the Sabbath into three categories. Make it worshipful, make it restful, and make it fun full. Full, full of full of fun. I have to stick with the gimmick somehow. Make it worshipful. Okay. Because again, we've talked about time and again how this how taking a Sabbath rest reorients our identity in Christ, reorients our God, our identity in God. It declares God as our provider. It's an it's us inviting Jesus to heal us. So with those thoughts, we should make Sabbath rest about him continue to make sabbath rest about him and make it worshipful so this is where if you do observe sabbath rest on a sunday then obviously go to church you're going to have things like preaching worship together community praying reading god's word you know if you're going to go to lunch afterwards that can that can be a continuation of community or having people over for dinner in the evening that can be a continuation of community um, introducing um, conversations into the meal time that are more um, spiritually minded than just how did the bears do this week um, another way to make it worshipful uh, something that came up a lot in this uh, in this lecture was incorporation of family. Uh, make this a family day of worship. You're going to sing together. You're going to read scripture together. You're going to recite creeds together as a family. You, you, you make it a very family-oriented dynamic. And I'm looking forward to on Saturday when Claire is going to be on the show for us to talk a little bit here about what that's what that may look like for us. Currently, I've been doing a Sabbath rest on Thursdays because that's the day that works best with my schedule. And But Claire, most of you don't know, she works a Monday through Friday job. So that means a Saturday or Sunday would work better for her. And so we would have to talk about how to change, you know, what changes do we need to make in both of our lives in order to have a day together to introduce a more family-oriented worship rest. So that's one way you could do it. And again, we're not limiting this to Sundays. Sunday, many Christians observe that for a Sabbath day, the Lord's Day. Traditionally, it's Saturday. I've been doing it on Thursdays. You know, if you want to make it worshipful and you want to maybe make it easier on yourself, when is your midweek service? Do you have a Wednesday night prayer meeting that runs most of the year or a Tuesday night, Thursday night Bible study? When is your small groups meeting? And keep in mind, for those of you who are listening who are part of ministry professionally, you're picking up a check. My advice to you would be, Try not to make your Sabbath day that also the day that's technically your work day. So if you do a worship ministry, if you're the worship leader at your church, pick another day that's not Sunday when you're technically working. So make it worshipful. Next, make it restful. This one's a much broader category. Essentially, what this comes down to is do what you find to be restful. What do you do that would 
bring you a sense of rest. If that is taking a nap in the afternoon, take that nap. Take that nap. You know, I shared in the first episode, the cold open for the first episode, I talked about the time when my dad was scolded for letting me mow the lawn on the on the Lord's Day on Sunday. Um, honestly, I, I I rent a home now, so I don't and I don't have to do any of the yard work. Honestly, I would consider mowing even on a hot summer day restful. It's hot, it is sweaty, but there's something about being out there mowing that feels good to me. I like that form of, it's an enjoyable form of labor. And now that I'm not a teenager getting paid for it, like I could do it, but find something to do that is restful. You know, for me currently, uh, that would look like practicing my martial arts on, on, Sabbath that would look like reading comic books or playing video games. Um, it was playing video games to an extent because I'm not very good, so I get frustrated easily. So, you know, playing for like a couple minutes, not very long, or playing Animal Crossing, something like that. Um, it was also brought up in the uh conversation in the lecture that uh, the person teaching the class they do all of their grocery shopping the day before. So that way they don't have to go grocery shopping on the Sabbath. There are um, many people, uh, many Jewish people who they will not only purchase all the food ahead of time, but they will also prepare and cook the food ahead of time. So that way they just have to like warm things up on the Sabbath day. Do things that you find to be restful. Journal right make sure whatever you're doing though the encouragement here is to continue to not do things that are somehow related back to how you make money how you labor which is part of the reason why i've shut off basically everything related to the podcast on thursdays i don't post i don't record i'm not responding to emails i'm not doing anything related to the podcast or preaching trying to keep every I'm not even trying to think about it because even though podcasting is a hobby for me is a glorified hobby it's not very restful anymore to work on podcasting brewing myself a nice cup of coffee in the afternoon with my pour over sure if Cooper will let me use my hands for a few minutes to do something do it needs to be worshipful It needs to be restful and it needs to be fun. I think we're going to talk. I've been putting off a little bit of a conversation here uh, on this, on this fun aspect for when we get to here in the next week, when we start looking more at Jewish thought on the Sabbath, but we, you need to keep it fun. I think there's this part of this idea in Christianity that the Sabbath day is supposed to be almost like a dreary day, like a like a lazy, rainy day. And maybe for some people, they find that very restful, but it also needs to be fun. The uh, the series of lectures closed out with a testimonial from a pastor who was facing severe burnout in her ministry and not just burnout, but also just church hurt as the pastor of her church. And she was going to her therapist talking about the situation. 
and how she thought the solution was to work harder, work longer, even though that was not really helping her case at the church, not and also doing some uh, negative towards her family at home. And her counselor one day looked at her and said, what do you do for fun? How do you play? I think that was actually exactly what she said was, how do you play? And the pastor was like, "What? why are we talking about this? Why, what does it matter what I do when I play? And she got off on this tangent uh, related to her testimony about how as children, that's what we do. We play. And that's a, a big part of how we learn is, is by playing and using our imagination and creativity. But when we grow up and we start taking on adult responsibilities, one of the things that immediately goes away is play. And if play sticks around, it's more so... People on the outside looking in see it as you're just being childish. You're not growing up. This was a common thing that we would talk about over at Systematic Ecology when I was working over there. Um, this is perspective that people have of if you have a hobby that's, you know, comic books, that's Legos, that's, you know, building models or whatever. If you have a hobby that's a little bit more, quote, childish then you're immature and you're not growing up. But if anything, part of Sabbath rest is finding ways to have enjoyment in life, finding those momentary glimpses of joy and grace from God. And that can be found in play. And so this idea of like playing, what, what do you, what is fun? What is fun for you? I know fun for me is going to an antique store and walking around an antique store and looking for the treasures that I like looking for, comic books, vinyl records, things like that, Olympic pins, but also um, just looking at the wacky, goofy things that people legitimately used to use to decorate their homes, you know? Or what's, what's fun to me, as she was initially talking about this, like thinking about childhood fun, Legos immediately came to mind. I was all about Legos growing up. I had so many Star Wars Legos. I could reenact in huge portions of the films because just so many Legos. And now as an adult, I've gotten Legos occasionally. I have two sitting in my son's room that I have not built, and they've been sitting there for years. Like that sounds like fun to pull back out a pull back out an, a Lego set and just spend an afternoon building with Legos. What is fun for you? What is so if you're going to engage in the Sabbath, these are some things to think about. How can you make it worshipful? How can you make it restful? How can you make it fun? And how can you bring the whole family into it? For those of you who, you know, maybe it, it, you know, there's more than one of you in the household. You know, your wife, your spouse, your, your husband, your children, you know, your brothers and sisters, your parents. How can you make this restful for everybody, for your whole family? How can you bring the whole family in on this? Because we are, we are, we are to rest in a community together.
We are to live in a faith and community together. So we are to rest together as well. And keep in mind, going back to the very first episode of all of this, what is Sabbath? Remember, we're going to cease from labor. So keep that in mind as you brainstorm, what can you do to be restful? What can you do to have fun? What can you do to be worshipful? How can you do that separate from laboring? We're going to step back from technology, right? So that way we don't have that constant flow of information and content and just the overwhelming world around us. And we're going to turn to Jesus for healing. So real quick, just kind of as a check-in again, Thursdays have been my Sabbath day. Um, Technology, stepping away from technology is hard, especially when you are a content creator and especially when um, you're me and you're just worried that, you know, the one day you step away from your phone, that's when you're going to get a phone call that your entire family just got captured by the chupacabra or something. I don't know. Um, So... So for me, trying to step away from technology during the day has looked like setting my phone aside, only checking it once an hour. I would like to check it less frequently still, but only checking it once an hour and less content. I'm not listening to podcasts. I'm only watching a little bit of TV, TV, maybe an episode or two of the show I'm watching right now. Um, just trying to have less consuming in my life and more prayer. That's been another thing that's been more worshipful during my day is trying to spend those portions of it where I would usually be consuming content or thinking about the show to intentionally be praying. Trying to find ways to have fun and to rest has been a little difficult being a stay-at-home parent. Um, I would like to introduce music into the rotation. I've been thinking about making a Spotify playlist just for the Sabbath day, trying to keep something special and sacred. So here's a playlist one day a week that I will listen to that's got more worshipful music on it. Um, but being a full, being a stay-at-home parent when you're juggling a kid, a little kid, you know, as he gets older, it will become easier, and it will be easier to make it more about our family. Um, but like I said, I would like to be able to maybe go outside as the weather gets a little bit better and train my martial arts for a half hour, or make myself a nice cup of coffee. I think if I really tried, Cooper would cooperate long enough for me to do that, or to you know engage in one of my hobbies. I'm going to sit and read comic books for a bit. I'm going to, um, I've, I've have had more time recently to get back into playing Zelda breath of the wild, just in time for, uh, number two to come out here in the next couple months. And, uh, it's frustrating. Cause again, I'm not very good at video games, but what's cool about that game is that the, the art is amazing. The music is very peaceful for the most part. And it is a great story at a baseline about, light piercing the darkness and good overcoming evil. So it it is it is nourishing in those types of ways for me. So those are some things that I've been doing to mark my uh, Sabbath day. I would um, it's it's an ever growing process and like I said, Claire and I need to talk about how we can make this more of a family day as well. Um, 
but uh, off to a good start. And I hope that this episode has been helpful for all of you who have been coming in week after week to start actually like processing like, okay, what could I be doing? What can I be doing to rest well on my Sabbath day? And that is it for today's episode. So let's go ahead and start wrapping this up. Uh, as always, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you ever had a question that you would like to send my way, feel free to email seminarylife at gmail.com. Once again, the contact is email seminarylife at gmail.com. Head on down into the description of this episode to find links to the website and to the merch store. If you would like to check out other episodes or uh, buy a t-shirt, a mug, whatever, feel free to send this episode along to someone that you think will get something out of it. Just behind this episode was the poorly audio, again, sorry about that, um, talking about why, why should we observe a Sabbath day even though we're not under the law anymore. This was more of a reaction episode to some conversations I've been having recently online with people. So thank you people for, you know, challenging me, throwing some questions my way. Uh, it was a good episode, even if the qual sound quality is bad. And then coming up this Saturday, Claire will be on the show to talk about some of her thoughts on the class and some ways that we may be making it more, uh, more of a family Sabbath day. And then starting next week here on the show, we're going to switch gears now. The seedbed class is over and we'll be getting into Safaria to look at some of the Jewish thoughts on Sabbath because chances are they have a lot to say about it. So, so looking forward to that, excited for that. And that is it. So thanks again for listening I appreciate all of you coming back week after week, episode after episode to listen to me ramble. And remember, theology is for everyone, so keep on studying.